He's in everything. And he's like the glue that just holds everything together. And today, we're going to be talking about one big thing that the Holy Spirit does. He enables you to tell your story. He enables you to tell your story, uh, just like Christine did yesterday, just like those who are being baptized today. And he's going to help you tell your story uh, as well. And so let's just take a moment to pray before we jump into God's word this morning. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for what you're doing. God, thank you for what you're speaking today and how you're going to use many people uh, to speak and to testify to the greatness of our God. And Lord, we thank you. So God, I pray that you would uh, just empower those who are sharing today, God, that you would uh, open our eyes up to what your word has to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So like I said, I'm excited for what the Holy Spirit's going to speak through people today and how he can do that in you. And, and I want to look first at a story of somebody who got shared in a similar fashion of being able to speak and to talk. So if you've got your Bibles, open them up to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. And in this, there's, there's a scene here. There's two people in this story, two main characters. We've got Jesus and we have a, a leper, a man who had this disease called leprosy. And in Mark chapter 1, verse 40, the first part of the story says this. And a leper came to him, again talking about Jesus, imploring him and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and he touched him and he said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. Now, let me pause there for a second. Leprosy was a disease that, I mean, it's still around today. It's got a different name today. But leprosy was a de disease back then that it looked like it was like this, some sort of infectious skin disease that, you know, you just didn't want to be close to that person. But really what it was, it was a nervous system disease that, that killed your nerve endings and you stopped feeling pain. You stopped having feelings. started, you know, in the fingertips or in the toes or in the nose or all these different extremities. And, and they would lose feeling there. And, and and so they couldn't feel pain anymore, and they wouldn't realize what was going on. Uh, they would have these uh, almost tumor-like looking things that would come on their skin. So again, that's why it looked kind of like this uh, skin disease. They would start to become disfigured uh, in their limbs, all these different things. I mean, this was a brutal disease, not fun, not something that you want to come into contact. And if you saw somebody who had that, it would be like, okay, I'm just going to keep a few feet away from here because I don't want what they've, what they've got. And I believe that sin does something similar in our lives. You know, we don't maybe have that on the outside, but on the inside, sin does something to us spiritually that leprosy did to them physically. When we sin and we do these things that are against what God tells us to do, it kind of kills the, the nervous system in a sense. It, it kills that uh, idea of we lose sensitivity to what's right and what's wrong. You know, that first time you do something, you know it's wrong and, you know, it, you feel bad about it, but then the more you do those bad things, the less sensitive you become, and, and it just kind of dies inside to you. You lose sense of what's right and what's wrong. And sin, it also disfigures us. We, we start sinning, we start doing these things that are outside of God's will. We go down that road, and before you know it, we look in the mirror, and it's just like, who is that person? You feel disfigured. You feel like you're, you're out of shape. You're just not who God created you to be. Now, the good news for leprosy, spiritually and physically, is that, that 
Jesus has the power to heal them both. Jesus has the power to heal them both. As we see in this, he said, I'm willing to heal you. Be clean. And the man was completely free uh, of the leprosy. It says immediately the leprosy left him. So I don't know exactly how far this guy was into the process. Maybe an arm straightened back out. You know, all the tumors just fell off of him. Uh, You know, we don't know exactly, but man, this man was healed instantly. Jesus touched him completely. And in the same way, when we come to Jesus and, and we say, Jesus, will you clean me up? Will you make me new? Will you take this sin away from me? Would you forgive me? You know, maybe you're sitting there and you don't recognize who you are. All of a sudden, Jesus cleans you up and he makes you new. And he makes you a brand new person. And God completely changes you from the inside out because he has the power to transform your life. Nobody else does. Only Jesus has the power to transform you from the inside out. Like I said, you're about to hear some stories of transformation of what God has done. And and that can be the same story that you experienced today of what God has done in your life. So let's see what happens next. In, In verse 43, it says this, And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once. And he said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer your cleansing that Moses commanded for a proof to them. Now, I find this part of the story quite interesting. Jesus heals this guy, and he goes up and he says, don't tell anyone. What are you talking about, Jesus? I thought we were supposed to tell the world about how great you are, you know, that you're the son of God. But he tells him, no, don't don't tell anyone here. I want you to keep this one quiet. And he says, instead, I want you to go get checked out by the priests. They were basically the doctors of that time to make sure that you're completely healed, to verify that this wasn't just some funny feeling that you're having, but this actually happened and you're completely healed. And they will declare whether you're clean or unclean. And, and see, for the, as long as this man has had leprosy, He's had to isolate himself because the rules back in that time, hey, if you got leprosy, you got to go outside the city. Uh, you got to be basically in quarantine, right? We know about quarantine around here these days. And uh, so that's, that's what they had to do. They had to go quarantine themselves. They had to uh, go separate themselves. And, and if you've had to do that for a time, you realize it's not fun. It's lonely. Uh, you know, we, we definitely had to do that know, once or twice with our family of like, okay, we've got a quarantine now. It's just funny that that's like part of life these days. Yeah, we've got a quarantine now. And, and man, how exciting was it when you finally got out of that quarantine and you're like, I can talk to real people again and see them face to face and you're not like some image on a screen anymore. Like, I can touch you. Like, this is, this is exciting, right? So I can't imagine how excited this guy was that he's like, I'm done. I can get out of isolation. I can be free. I can talk to people. People won't stare at me goofy anymore. People won't keep their distance. I don't have to shout out unclean wherever I go. I can just be free. I can be me. And, and so he had this complete freedom. So let's see what this guy does now that he's got this new freedom. In verse 45, it says this, but he went out and began to talk freely about it. He didn't listen to Jesus. He began to talk freely about it, and he, he spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places, and people were coming to him from every quarter. So this is why Jesus told him, don't tell anybody, because he knew news would spread, and everybody would come, and he, wouldn't even, he couldn't even go into a town without being noticed, without being mobbed, without having a group of people saying like, do it again, Jesus. We want to see it, or I need to be healed. And so it maybe prevented him from being able to share what he wanted to share with people. But this man, he couldn't keep the good news to himself. Like he had to 
He had to get it out. He had to tell somebody of the great thing that Jesus just did. I, I, was, I was sick. I was broken. I was destined for death. I was isolated, but now I'm free. Now I'm whole. Look at what Jesus did. Like, I don't have this disease anymore. I'm free. And he went out and he told everybody. Because the thing is, when Jesus changes your life, it's hard to keep quiet about it. It's hard to keep quiet about it. You can't keep it down. Uh, how many, raise your hand if you're a good secret keeper in here today. Any good secret keepers? Okay, not that many. All right, raise your hand if you're terrible at keeping secrets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be, uh, hey, Ella, wave your hand over there. Ella, 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 wave your hand. Ella's our youngest daughter, and uh, I love her, but she is a terrible secret keeper. Right? So I'll be in the kitchen, and, you know, like anybody around, and I'll sneak an Oreo out while no one's watching, and she'll somehow see me and catch me. And then it's like, okay, now I got to give her one because I ate one. But I'll be like, okay, Ella, just keep this between me and you. Like, this is our little special snack secret, right? These are my Oreos, and I don't want them running around the house here. And so she's like, okay, Dad, I won't tell anybody. So she takes her Oreo, starts going downstairs. Hey, guys, guess what Dad just gave me? I'm like, oh. We've tried, but it just doesn't work. She's got to tell the world, you know, the good news. And in the same way, in our faith, when Jesus changes us, it's way better than an Oreo cookie, right? When Jesus changes us, we got to tell somebody because it's exciting. And we get to share that with, and, and the great news is when we tell people, just like back then, people want to come. People want to hear those testimonies because they're looking for the same thing you were. They may not telegraph that, but I believe that when we do that, when we share our stories, that people are going to come from every town, from every quarter to come and find Jesus. I believe that. I believe God's doing that, and God's going to use you to, to share your story. I believe that this morning. So we've talked about this for a while, but where's the Holy Spirit come into this process, right? Where's the Holy Spirit? So you can flip over to the next gospel, Luke, Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12, brings the Holy Spirit into where is the Holy Spirit in this scenario? Because like I said, the Holy Spirit, he's kind of the glue that holds everything together. Uh, he's got his hands in every little nook and cranny, and the same thing happens when we share our faith. The Holy Spirit is there with us. Check this out in Luke chapter 12, verse 8. It says this. This is Jesus talking. And I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before man, the Son of Man also will acknowledge before the angels of God. But the one who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. Those are some strong words. I mean, just, just think about that. But they're truth. They're truth. It says that it's pretty black and white, that if you're ashamed of God, you're not willing to, to tell people, you're not willing to tell your friends or your family or your coworkers that, yeah, I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus. Like, if we're ashamed of him, then it says that God's not going to mention us you know, to his heavenly father. But if we are not ashamed, if we're willing to say, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus and I'm not ashamed of it. It says that God will mention us uh, in, in the heavenlies as well. So that's kind of, just let that sink in for a moment of how important it is to share our faith, of how important it is not to be, not to be ashamed of what God's done. Again, this is great news. This is great news. We shouldn't keep it on the inside. We should be willing to share. We should be willing to share. But the good news about this is Jesus doesn't just give us truth, but
But he goes on a little farther in verse 11. He gives us some grace as well. Verse 11 says this, And when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious about how you should defend yourself or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit, there he is, the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. So when you're in these spots, when you're in these spots, when you need to share your faith, right, like today, maybe, maybe some of you up here, when, uh, when you're in these spots when you need to share your faith, Jesus says, do not be anxious. Do not worry. And he says that because he knows that you're going to worry, right? You're going to be anxious. So if you're feeling that, so if you're getting baptized today and you're, you're about to get up here, it's okay to feel a little anxious. That, that's all right. That, that's a good thing. But, you know, for me, I know that, uh, has anybody in here ever been nervous to share your faith before? Like, I almost feel that's a sign to me knowing that this is time to share your faith. When my, I, I start feeling my heart pounding a little bit, it's just like, what's going on? Oh, okay. This is what I need to do. Yeah, this is the Holy Spirit speaking to me and telling me this is my moment to, to share my faith. But the neat thing is it's not just, okay, you're getting nervous. and No, he says that the Holy Spirit is going to be with you. If God puts it on your heart to share your faith, the Holy Spirit's going to be there with you, and he's going to teach you in that very moment the words that you need to say. He's going to give you the right words. So you still need to prepare. You still need to be ready so that you can be ready to share your faith. But the Holy Spirit knows exactly what's going on in that other person's heart. He knows exactly what they need to hear. And so the Holy Spirit's going to help give you the words to say. But the thing is, if you never open your mouth to speak, the Holy Spirit's not going to move your lips for you, right? You've got to take that step of faith and say, all right, God, I'm going to share my faith. And when, he, when you do that, watch what God does. Watch what God does, because the Holy Spirit's going to be there with you. He's going to give you the words to say. He's going to give you the words to say. So today, I love how God is going to use people to share their stories. I mean, stories of transformation. This is good. Uh, this is, they're going to be used in a new way today. They were once weighed down by sin, but today, uh, they're no longer that way. And, and they get to declare that through, through water baptism today. See, water baptism, it's not, this isn't salvation that's happening this morning. That's already happened in their lives. Uh, water baptism is, is a public declaration of what God did in their lives privately, right? It's just saying, I'm a Christian and I'm proud of it. It's, it's saying, God, I'm going to acknowledge you before men and, and not be ashamed to hide my faith. And that's what's going to happen today. So I'm excited for that. We do it because uh, we're following Jesus' example. Jesus was baptized, and so we follow in his footsteps. And he also commanded us to, to go into all nations, to make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that's what we're doing today. We're following Jesus' example. We're following Jesus' command. And uh, so I'm excited. We've got 15 persons who are being baptized today. And uh, I'll, I'll throw this out too. Uh, we can add more to that list. If God has done something in your life and you've been... Uh, God has changed you, you've been saved, you've given your life to him, and you've never been water baptized, uh, why not today? Why not today? Many times in the Bible we see examples, and we'll talk about them in future weeks. Of uh, There was one guy that Philip met on the road, and he shared his faith with him, and the man gave his life to Jesus, and he said, hey, there's some water over here, why shouldn't we just be baptized right now? He wasn't ready for it, he wasn't prepared for it, but today was his day. So I encourage you, today might be your day. We even brought extra towels for you. So, uh, you know, it, it could be a, a good day today and I encourage you to do that. We'll give you opportunity uh, towards the end of that. But right now, 
I'd like to, to welcome up uh, our first uh, baptism this morning is Megan Butler. Come on up, Megan. And it's okay. Today is a day of celebration. You can clap. You can cheer. You can do all those things. So when, when we baptize them and bring them out of the water, I want this place, I mean, let's go nuts today because I'm excited what Jesus is doing. So Megan, this is exciting. We're, we're so excited to have you get baptized today. Share a little bit of your story. Um, before Jesus, um, my life was pretty chaotic and kind of just living to figure out, just trying to get myself happy. I knew inside me there was something missing and not quite right. And well, maybe if I hang out with this group of friends, I mean, they're having fun. They're not really doing anything bad, but they're having fun or just kind of living chaotically and just kind of doing whatever yeah. I wanted to do. Sure. Until about November of 2020, it just in church, it was just God really laid it upon my heart that I don't have to feel so icky and heavy inside. I can reach out to him and yeah. he will hold my hand and That's help awesome. me through any of my struggles and stuff through life. That's great. So Thanks. now I can turn to him. I, I've, my anxiety levels have gone down. I know when I start to get angry or whatever, I, instead of counting to 10, I turn to prayer and ask for his guidance yeah. on either lead the situation or step up. But That's awesome. Man, God's done such a good work in you, Megan. Thank you for sharing your, your testimony. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. Well, why don't you come on in? I'm so excited to baptize you today. God's done an incredible work in your life and and uh, we're glad we get to be a part of it today. I'm glad we, we get to, to do this. So, Megan, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. All right, next up, Mr. Noah. Noah Doherty. Come on down, Noah. No, I'm so excited to have you up here today, what God's been doing in your life, and, and uh, you grew up here. This is your home church, and it is such an honor to get to baptize you and get to hear what God's done in your life. So why don't you share just a, just a moment what God's done in your life. So I grew up in this church, um, and my family was all Christian, but I never really took it seriously. I thought it was a family thing or something you only did at church. I didn't think it was an individual thing. So in 2020, I completely shut God out of my life so I could be cool and do what I want. Mm. It was all about me. But 2021, my Bible teacher came up to me. She made me realize I need God. He's forgiving, love, and all-powerful. And that day, I gave my life to Christ, and I lived differently. Come on. Now... Now I live happily, even though I may have lost some friends, I gained a lot of other things in Christ. And instead of thinking that church and the Bible are boring punishments, I think of them as blessings that God gave to us. And I, even though I just started my faith, I want to help others in their journey with Christ. That's awesome. Come on. That's great. No, I'm excited that you realize this wasn't just oh, this is what our family does, but this is a decision that you make, and it's one that we all need to make personally. 
We can't live off of mom and dad's faith or your sister's faith or something like that. It's, it's a decision you made. So I'm very proud of you, what God's doing in your life. I should take a seat here. Well, Noah, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Today's a good day, isn't it? Man, this is exciting. We could just do this all day. Next up, Lacey Napton. Lacey, she come on down. Lacey, we're so excited to have you here this morning. Would you just take just a moment and share a little bit about what Jesus is doing in your life? Um, I used to worry about everything so much. I was to the point where I'd wake up in a panic every day. And it got to the point where I had nothing else I could do. I had to pray when that would happen. And I know that I don't have to be scared anymore yeah. or worried because I just trust God and, and I know what Jesus has done and what he's going to continue to do. And I, I don't That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, so God's changed you from worrying all the time to trusting him, to give it to him. That's awesome. Praise Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Lacey. I'm going to step on in there. Lacey, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Uh, next up, I'd like to welcome Dylan Erickson. Come on down, Dylan. Dylan, would you share just a minute about what, what God's been doing in your life? Um. So before meeting Christ, I had suicide thoughts, and yeah, and then I think it was my junior year in high school, I was at senior teen camp in Montana. Um, the Lord at the altar said, you need to either choose me and go to heaven or choose the path that the devil wants to go on and go to hell. Mm. So. And it was in that moment that you, which, so which choice did you make? Obviously, I did the one for Christ. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And how has your life been different since then? Um, well, I go to Trinity Bible College. Yeah. Um, so he changed your, your total path. Yes. Changed where you're going. Even changed your school where you're going yeah. of what God did. And, and now you're here today, yep. you know, and not struggling with those suicidal yes. thoughts. God, God's amazing. God, yep. Thank you for sharing, Dylan. Dylan, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. My list is getting wet down here. Hold on. That's why it's in plastic. Pastor Joni was thinking ahead. Uh, Isaac, Isaac Howard, come on down, sir. God is doing a great work in your life. We can't wait to hear it about it. Share a little bit about what Jesus is doing in your life. 
Yeah, we don't need to baptize your shoes today. That's a good call. Before my life, I didn't, I didn't know who like to follow. I didn't know who, like I felt like I could just do whoever I want. I, I didn't have anybody to learn from. I didn't know how I was created. I didn't know how to do anything. So if Jesus is willing to give his life for me, I'm willing to give his life for him. Mm, come on. That's awesome. You made that decision. I love that. If Jesus was willing to give his life for you, then we need to be willing to give our life for him. Well, Isaac, why don't you cross your arms there? Upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Congratulations, Isaac. Pastor Joni, would you come? There we go. Hi, there I am. Come on over here, Leslie. We're excited that you are here, that you are getting baptized. Would you tell us your story, please? Start at the beginning. Bring it up so they can hear you. Uh, before I knew Christ, I was an alcoholic. I struggled with addiction from the age of 15 to 35. And um, try to commit suicide three times. Didn't work. I'm so glad. <laughs> and in 09, I begged him to take away my addiction. And that Easter, at that night or that morning, and the uh, next morning was Easter. And I have never drank since. And mm -hmm. <laughs> you told me the story, though. Tell, tell them the story of how that happened. It was like dawn of Easter morning, right? Yes. Tell, tell that story. It's really a cool story. Um, I had got, I always made sure I had beer in my refrigerator. I was by myself, and I was working, but I thought drinking was going to, solve everything and take away my hurt, but it never did. And um, I remember that night I woke up, I had drank some beer, but I went to sleep. I woke up and I just was, I said, I was tired of this living this way. It's never gotten me anywhere. And I knew deep in my heart that it wasn't a way of life. And I had hurt my children and I just wanted it gone. And that's what he did. Didn't he show you I, like a cross or something? Oh, I looked out dawn? my apartment window. And when I was praying, I seen the moon was out. And I was crying, so I had to make sure it was what I was seeing. But I seen a big, bright cross. And 
and I went to church that next that same morning, but I haven't drank since. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. The Lord has been so good, and you've gone through a lot of tough times since then, but God, he's walked beside you every day. So, Leslie, would you like to, are you going to step in, or are you going to have me do this? Okay, we're going in. You got this. You're sliding. All right, I'm going to move this thing so I can actually move. Yeah, okay. Leslie on your profession of faith in Jesus Christ. Put your hands, cross your hands, over your nose. Yep. In your profession of Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Oh, we got to go under. <laughs> you didn't get all the way under. We got to go all the way under. There we go. Up. Oh, there we go. All right. You did great. Didn't you do great? Bella, Bella, you are going to sit. She's going to be telling us a story too. Come over here, sweetheart. Why don't you stand up there so I can all see you really good, okay? Stand up there. Do you want to tell us your, tell us your story, sweetie? Okay? All right. Can you tell us about what, what was life with, without Jesus? I didn't know who he was and I used to lie and steal, and I didn't know who exactly he was. I never knew he was. I, I liked Christian music, and they started telling me about him, and um, I started going to church and uh, knowing who he was. Mm-hmm. And I went to the kids' conference, and I gave my life to Jesus, and I started accepting him. Hallelujah. Right there, huh? Right there, kids' conference. Does that make a difference, guys? Kids' conference, right there, life changed. Bella, how exciting. How has your life been different now since you gave your heart to Jesus? It made me more happier and lighter. <sighs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you have anything more you want to add? You good? All right. Do you want to get in? All right, here we go. All right, hang tight there for a minute. Arabella, on your profession of faith, you got to plug your nose. There we go. We don't want water in the nose. On your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. All right, sweetheart. There you go. Yep. Aliyama. You come and stand. Arnold, you can come and stand here too. Yeah, just come. Well, that's okay. You can come too. Is there anybody else you want up here? Enola. Is there anybody else? You can have some more people if you want. 
Kalau up here? Kalau, you can come on up. You don't want to come up? Okay, all right, here we go. Ali? You have a little translation issue. So, all right, tell us your journey. Ali, Good morning, my name is Oli Oyama. I am happy to be here to tell, to tell you my story. When I was young, my mom and my dad were a Christian, so we went to the church every Sunday. But I didn't know that God was real. In 2006, I decided to come to the United States, <clears throat> and one day I had a dream. I was, in, I was in a park in my country of Palau, and it was dark. I saw light coming down, and it made me scared until I turned around and I saw Jesus standing in front of, in front of the tidal wave. I turned around and I saw Jesus standing in front, in front of the tidal wave coming towards me. Then I knew Jesus was real. He was real. He was protecting me and loved me. I didn't know, I didn't go to church until I met Arnold. When I met Arnold, I didn't know he was a drug addict and alcoholic. One day, Palawan lady came to my apartment and asked me to join a Bible study. I asked Arnold to come with me, me to the Bible study. And he told me, you go, you need God. <laughs> so I left Arnold alone, and I continued to go to go Bible study. Every day I cried and prayed for Arnold. I asked God to help me because I could not deal with the situation. The next time I went to the, I went to the Bible study, and he asked, he, he asked to come with me, so we went, so we start to go to the Bible study together. God heard my prayers, and I know we come to the church every day. Since I met Jesus, I have a hope and peace. I love to sing a praise to him and read my Bible. I am thankful for his presence. I saw God working in our lives. God is good all the time. Amen. 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 Thank you for sharing, Ollie. That is, that is amazing. So that tidal wave thing where the Lord kind of just showed up, you know, the fear sometimes that we have, you know, step in, it's all right, step in. There we go. The fear that we have, and uh, sometimes it feels like a tidal wave, doesn't it? And uh, so we are, Jesus will stand in front of your tidal wave any day because he loves you. All right, Ollie. Okay. <laughs> Cross your arms. Plug your nose. Awesome. On your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, Ollie Oyama, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah.
you go. All right, Pastor Ben, tag. Well, Arnold, the other half, come on over here, Arnold. She's been praying for you for a long time, and you finally gave in. I'm excited for what Jesus did because he didn't just work in, in Ollie's life. He worked in your life as well. So, Arnold, why don't you share a little bit about what God did in your life? Ali will tutau. Good morning. My name is Arnold Rungulbay. When I was young, I grew up in a Christian family in Palau. That's why I knew, knew about God but I didn't believe that God was real. In 2010, I decided to come to the state. While here, I chose some good friends that were not good for me. Over time, I became an alcoholic and drug addict. I lost everything. My first marriage, my kids, my car, and my home. I moved to Oberlin because I heard there was work here, and I also met my only. I, st I still was an alcoholic and drug addict, but I realized I need God in my life, in my life to help me. It really has been a struggle. I have still made bad choices, but I knew that Jesus keeps calling me back. I finally got very, very sick in the hospital with a liver disease, diabetic, lump, and kidney problem. Only Jesus could help me. I laid on my bed, asked God to give me another chance to serve him. Come on. Uh, I asked for his forgiveness and his help. He has given me that chance. That is why I am standing here today ready to baptize. Since, since I met Jesus, he has given me joy peace. He saved me. He saved my marriage and he's, he is strengthening my body. I love him more ever, more every day. I, Arnold Rungulbay, have decided to follow Jesus, not turning back. Come on. Not turning back. Come on. Come on. No turning back. Well, Arnold, why don't you step on in? Man, what a great day. You know, God is God's still moving on your life. But this is a decision today that you're making of that no turning back. I'm giving it all to him, and I'm not turning back. So, Arnold, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. God is so good. He doesn't just work in individuals. He works in couples. He works in families. Steve. Steve, where are you at? Come on down, Steve. 
And I'm so excited for what God is doing in your life, Steve. Steve, would you share with us a little bit about what God is doing in your life? Jesus was. Um, I went to church as a kid, and but I never accepted accepted it in my heart. I've grown up doing everything that can be wrong. I've done, and then in. 2019, I had four strokes and a heart attack, Mm. and I I just knew there was a reason why I was here. Well, um, my friend, about a year after that, asked me to come here, and... Um, since I've been here, uh, the pressure um, of being slightly disabled or whatever is not there. I'm more at ease, and I just there's. Feel the love. Mm. So. Tell us about that moment when you met Jesus. Because it wasn't coming into this church that changed you, but it was Jesus that changed you. Um, be, um, now I'm more emotional, so just one day we're after sermon, dinner, singing and during the sermon, I started to cry and I couldn't quit. Mm. And and you're not one given to crying around there. You're you're a tough guy. Well, I like to think so. You like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, no, crying has never been in my nature, and to have that. It was, it was a good feeling, but it was different. Mm. So, Jesus totally transformed you, and He's still working on you today. Oh yeah, He has a lot of work. He's got a lot of work, <laughs> don't we all? But God's doing a great work. Thank you for sharing today, man. God is good. You all right? All right. I got you there. Perfect. Steve, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
Got a step right there for you. There you go. Come on. Jesus is good. Praise God. And uh, you know what? Before we, before we move on, we've got, we've got a whole family we get to baptize here. I'm excited what God's doing because he works through all the generations, works through all the generations. But I want to give you an opportunity this morning just to respond. Uh, you know, you've heard the gospel presented. Jesus changes your life. He changes your life. He's the only one who can do that from top to bottom, from the inside out. You've heard the stories uh, of what he did just recently in, in Steve's life. I mean, this is a hard dude who, who's done it all. But yet finally he said, I don't, I don't want to be in control anymore. God, I want to give you control. And it changed him from the inside out. Uh, we were talking earlier. Man, if four strokes and a heart attack didn't kill you, God must have something pretty special for, for what you're doing. He's not done with you yet, Steve. And, and God's working in, in, in Ollie and Arnold and just how God has brought them through so much in their lives and changed their lives and every, every person we've heard today. So I want to give you an opportunity just to respond. So would you, would you close your eyes with me, everybody across this, this building? And this morning, upon hearing all these testimonies and hearing what Jesus has done to uh, the man with, with leprosy and what he can do in your heart, I just want to give you an opportunity today to respond to Jesus. So if there's anybody in this room or online, uh, would you just raise your hand and catch my eye? I want to pray with you today. I want to give you that opportunity today. Is there anyone in this building that says, yeah, I want to, I want to follow Jesus. I want to make that choice today. Thank you. Thank you. Give you just one more moment. Anybody in the balcony that you say, yeah, I want to give my life to Jesus today. If you're online, just put up your, say me in the chat or something like that. We'd love to pray with you. So let's just pray together right now. Just in your own words, just quietly. I'm, I'm going to pray a prayer, but, but just in your own words, if you raised your hand today and you said, yeah, I want to follow Jesus, just begin to, to pray these words. It's, it's very simple. Uh, uh, just say, all you need to say is, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died and you rose again, and I want to make you the Lord of my life. Those are three simple things. Forgive me, Lord. I've got sin in my life. I believe you died and you rose again. And I want to make you the Lord of my life. So let's just pray. Jesus, we love you and we thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in lives and hearts in this building. God, thank you for what you've done already. God, in these lives that we've baptized today and they're following your plan and they're going through your will, they don't have it all figured out yet, but God, they want more of you. They want to be closer to you. So God, I pray that if there's anyone in this place today, if there's anyone online, that they would just pray that simple prayer. Jesus, I've sinned. I've messed up. God, would you forgive me? Would you make me new? Would you make me whole? I believe that you died on that cross, but you didn't stay dead. You rose again on the third day, and you are alive and well today, Jesus. I want to make you the Lord of my life. No turning back. No going back to that old way, but we're going forward. We're going straight to you. Lord, we love you. God, thank you for what you're doing in hearts here today. You're not done yet. You're just getting started. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Today, if you did give your life to Christ and you'd like to be baptized, like I said, we've, we've got towels here for you. Or if you're just feeling that tug of the Holy Spirit on your life. Again, the Holy Spirit's moving through. Uh, everybody who's coming on this platform today, he's giving them the boldness to, to share what God's doing. But if that's you, uh, 
why don't you catch Pastor Joni? We'll be just down here, and she'd love to just chat that over with you. So if you're today, you weren't on the list or something today, but you know what? No, I need to respond to get baptized. Uh, catch Pastor Joni. We're, we've got a few more here, and we'll put you on in at the end and celebrate with you. Today could be a very, very good day. Uh, so today, let's continue on in just our celebration. Uh, Brayson, why don't you come on down, sir? And the whole family's coming with you. This is going to be great. Brayson, God's been doing something big in your life, and uh, we all want to hear about it. We want to hear what God's doing. Before God, we did not go to church much. But once my mom took us to church with Grandma and really, and I really started to understand why my mom prayed a lot, all the time. I started to pray for our relationship with Jesus too. I have made more friends and I learned how to pray. And come on, come on, that's so exciting. So, there you are sitting at home, and all of a sudden, you know, grandparents say, hey, come with mom, says, come with me, and, and you realize that, you know, there's something more here. You know, there, there's Jesus. God's doing a great work in you, and you know what? He's not going to stop. He's got even more for you each and every day. God's given you a purpose, and he's got great plans for you. I know. The Bible tells us that, and, and so I'm so proud of you today. This is, this is a huge and exciting step. Thanks for being led by the Holy Spirit and allowing God to use you. Let's baptize you today. This is exciting. Yeah, no cell phones, nothing like that. We... Oh, Brayson, this is exciting. Yep, just cross your arms. Perfect. Well, Brayson, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Well, Mom, you're next. Candy, come on down. This is an exciting day. Candy, why don't you share a little bit of your journey of what God's done in your life? That's okay. That, that's a good thing. That's Jesus, what he's done in your life. So I was in an abusive spousal, or spousal relationship um, from 2008 until 2016. Um, I didn't see my life going anywhere, and I thought that was going to be it. One way I was going to go out. Um, when I was a kid, we went to church with my grandma. After that, when they moved uh, out of state, we didn't go very much. We went to church, but you never had a connection with them. Um, when he would leave for work, we would go to church. And one day, we found the strength to leave. So in 2016, 
we left once and for all because he was going to kill us. No matter how my family talked to us and tried to get us out, I finally found the strength to leave, taking my kids with me and never looked back. I have then since remarried my best friend that I had was, we used to date back in high school. We since married and we had a beautiful little miracle child. And God saved us, all of us. Yeah, tell us, yeah. God's brought you through a lot. He's brought, brought you through so much, and now he's working in your family, too. Yep. You know, you started going back to church. You started coming here, and God's worked so much in, in your life. Can you tell us about maybe just that moment of when you decided, God, I'm going to live for you? Well, it... Oh, no. <laughs> it was, it There's was been just... many times where you've had to say, God, I'm yours. You know, we've definitely been through, we've gotten to pray with you several times of what Jesus has done in your life. And he's still working in you. He's still changing your family each and every day. And so we're so proud of what God's doing. And uh, thank you for sharing. You've come through a lot. And God's not done delivering you from more stuff yet. Each and every day, God's going to use you uh, to grow each and every day. So thank you for sharing today. lost a little warmth, I think. <laughs> well, Candy, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Oh, man, today is such a good day. Today is a good day. All right, Torrance, come on down, Torrance. Just graduate. You're one of those, those seniors we get to honor here. Just, just a little bit. Share, us, uh, share with us a little bit about your story, what God's done in your life. Um, well, just hold it right up to your... There you go. started during my childhood. I had an abusive mom. Um, I would... I don't know. We didn't go to church because my mom was an alcoholic. And when I finally got to leave, I lived with my dad and it's way better there. Mom, my mom now took us to church and I asked God if he could help all of us. I thanked him for taking me out of that home I lived with, my mom, my biological mom, and it's been great ever since. Um, it was hard to get out of there. And then my dad took me in, and I asked for a miracle to happen, and I got my little sister and my new family, which loved me with love and respect, and 
I couldn't ask for more. Yeah, Jesus totally changed your life. You know, he, he, he rescued you and he saved you. And that's, that's amazing. So how's your life been different now that you've met Jesus for you personally? Obviously, he's given you a family. Amazing. Just amazing. Well, what better way to say it than that? God's done something different in your life. And he, again, God is so amazing. Thank you for sharing your story this morning. Thank you for sharing your story. You know, one of the things that illustrations that the Bible uses is this idea of adoption, of how God adopts us into his family, and we can be called children of God. And and it's just amazing how God gives us a new family, and he shows us love, and he's done that for you. Torrance, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Carrie, you're next up. Isn't it amazing what God's doing in your family? Oh, come on. Could you share just a moment about what God's doing in your heart, what God's done in your life? He's brought you closer. I used to go to church all the time when I was little. But when I got into my teens, it kind of... I just couldn't go. I had other things, work. It work took me mm-hmm. away. And then I met my husband and had my family. And then we moved out here from Seattle to get away from all the the stress and the anxieties. He's brought me closer since we came here. We came here in a couple years ago, yeah. and I started bawling during prayer service. And I didn't know why. Mm. Now I do, because God, God was touching my heart. Yeah. He was speaking to me, and I just didn't understand it. It's changing your life. Yes. Yeah. And how have you noticed a change in your life since Jesus came in and touched you and changed you? A lot of my anger is gone. Mm, praise God. Praise God. I still have anger issues, but I'm working on that. He's changing you, little by little. Yeah. You know, that's that sanctification process. The Holy Spirit's maturing you and growing in you. And he's not done yet. No. He's, got, he's got more to do. But this is a huge step today. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing what God did in your life. Upon profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
today. Again, such a good day. Such a good day today. But we're not done yet. We've got the man of the house. Troy, would you share a little bit about what God's done in your life? Clearly, he's working in your family. Oh, yeah. But he didn't stop with you either. He didn't just, he didn't forget about you. No, he didn't. God's moving in your heart. Share a little bit about what God's done in your life. Uh, growing up, I was a military kid. We moved everywhere. So I was in all kinds of different places. Never got to know a place hmm. or that, as far as a church or anything. And then um, going up in uh, Clearview, or at that, I met this lady right here. And uh, it was a good story there, too. But anyways, um, we started going to church up there in Nazarene Church. And then we got married there. And then, yes, we did move out here. And uh, it just felt, when we got here, we didn't feel accepted. Hmm. And we're at that. And then Phyllis started coming here. And uh, I heard other people coming here. And we had tried other places. And... We came here and really liked the place. Yeah. I mean, Pastor Gary just made me feel like I was at home. Mm. Everybody here made yeah. me feel like I was at home. And right that. And I felt uh, more peaceful here. And right that. And that's when I knew I was at the right place. And everything just felt right here. Yeah. Because of what Jesus did in your life. You yes. know, he, he, he's moving in you. Yes. And every week we have the opportunity to experience the presence of God. Yep. And I believe you've experienced that. Yep. And I'm trying to get all my my young ones in there at that time. Trying to set that example. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, for me and yes. my household, we will serve the Lord. And, yes. and you know what? That's, that's what God's doing. Yep. Come on. Yep. God's doing. Thank you, Troy, for sharing. Step on in. It's amazing to see what God's doing in your family. And I love that. He, he changes every generation uh, of our family. So, Troy, upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Come on, what what an exciting day. This is great, getting to do a whole family today. Man, God is so good. God is so good. Oh, Pastor Joni, do we, have, do we have anyone else? We're good? All right. All right. Well, man, God, God is good, and I'm so thankful for what, what he is doing in our lives. And guess what? He's not done yet. We believe, man, we're going to get to a point where we just got to keep baptizing people left and right because so many are coming to Jesus. There's so many people out there in your neighborhoods, in your communities, at your workplace who need to know Jesus. And, uh, man, I believe... God is going to have a great harvest. God is going to do incredible things, and he's going to change lives. He's going to change lives. Um, so we're going to keep baptizing people. We're going to keep telling people about Jesus, and lives are going to continue to be transformed. Would you stand with me? I want to pray with you. Uh, I'm going to encourage our, those who have been baptized, head out to the Connections Room. You can even start heading that way now. And uh, congratulate these guys on the way out of the building this morning. Give them a hug. Uh, let them know if it's one of their stories touched you. Let them know that. They want to hear uh, that what God did in your life uh, mattered. What God did in their life mattered to someone else. So check them out in the Connections Room. Say hello. Give them a hug. And, and let them know what 
how great God is doing in their lives. So let's pray this morning today. Jesus, we thank you. God, thank you for the stories of transformation. God, you didn't just do it in a leper's life 2,000 years ago, but you're still transforming lives today, and you're not done yet. So, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit uh, so that way we can, we can share. We can have the boldness to share, to get up and speak and, and be a witness to what you've done in our lives. So, God, continue to be with us. May your Holy Spirit fill us today. God, I pray for each and every one who is baptized today that you would just confirm in their heart, God, what you did here today, that they would continue to say for the rest of their life, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great Sunday. Happy Mother's Day, everybody.